What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good Monday. I was going to say good noon. Good noon now. Good Monday and happy noon. Good now o'clock. The only time is right now. And and now it's now. And now it's now. And now it's now. See what I did? The only time is now time. All right. So either way, today's conversation is a Mindset Monday conversation. However, you guys, thank you so much for giving us your two cents with regards to what you'd prefer to have us talk about on Monday. So today we're going to be talking about this thing called the guilt trip. The guilt trip. Now, if you guys know us. What kind of trip? It doesn't sound like a road trip. Doesn't sound like a fun road trip. It doesn't sound like a ecstasy trip. Don't sign me up trip. for it. For that trip, that guilt trip. But let's let's go ahead and take a look and see what does guilt mean. Ooh, this is my job. Guilt. G U I L T. Guilt. I'm surprised you spelled it. Stop. This is an easy one. Ask me to spell vacuum. Whose idea was it to put two U's in vacuum? Doesn't make any sense. Guilt. The fact of having committed a specific or implied offense. Offense or crime. I don't really like that definition. Okay. Make to be made to feel guilty when they put the word in the definition, especially in order to induce them to do something. Mm. Okay, more definitions. Ooh, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. A feeling of having done wrong or failed in an obligation. That's what you're looking for. Mm. A feeling. I've got feelings. A feeling of having done wrong or failed in an obligation. So let's go through a series of questions. Can I look up another word? Yeah. Obligation, an act or course of action to which a person is morally or legally bound to. Oh, wow. A duty or commitment. Moral? The condition of being morally or legally bound to something, a duty or commitment. Okay, let's go back. So go ahead and drop a one if you've ever made to feel guilty in your life. If you've made to feel if you've guilty, ever if you've ever felt guilty, say if you've ever if felt you've guilty. ever felt guilty in your life, go ahead and drop a one. Okay, so today we're gonna take a trip on <laughs> the guilt trip. Yeah, on on the guilt trip. Today we're going on the guilt trip. And here's the thing: I think that's something that you know. With what we teach, we teach ownership. And I think a silver lining when it comes to ownership is that if there is somebody in your life who makes you feel guilty and you are a person of ownership and you take it upon yourself when the question is, should you actually feel guilty for choosing to be that person that you are, for choosing to do that thing? that you're planning on doing 
should you feel guilty about it or are you just feeling guilty because you're a person of ownership? And if so, are you doing anything wrong? Okay. This is a question that I've been thinking about for the last couple of days. And I figured, you know what? It'd be really cool to talk about it on Espresso. Um, and if this would add value to at least one person that I would consider today's episode an absolute win. I think it's going to be valuable to every person. If you put a one, it's going to be valuable to you because it's not the last time you're going to feel guilt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just going back to what the word guilt and the world obligation means. So guilt failed in an obligation. Obligation means moral or legal bound to do something. So now if you really think about an obligation, morally and loyally, legally, and legally you're bound to do something, just go ahead and acknowledge what are those things. I will tell you what is my obligation. My obligation is to take care of me every single day, because if I don't take care of me, I can't take care of anybody else. My obligation is to take care of anybody on my team. And when I say take care, I mean make their success easy so that they can make the impact that they want, so that they can lead the life that they want. Shout out to our team. Yeah. And my obligation is to lead whoever is working with me to success, regardless, regardless of how a certain thing may make them feel in the moment, in the moment, because my obligation fear coaching with me is to help you get out of your own way. Now, legally, my obligation is to be a good citizen, to be a respectful person, you know, whatever the constitution says to abide to these laws Life, happiness, and the pursuit of freedom. Life, happiness, liberty, liberty, life, liberty, and, and the pursuit of freedom, and the pursuit of and happiness. the pursuit of happiness. We went over these test questions a million times. Yeah, yeah. She already passed. You know, <laughs> legally, that's what I'm bound to do. Now, anything else is it really my obligation to do anything else? I would say no. I was going to ask you if there was anything else. Like, is there anything else that you have an obligation to? Or I would say one more thing. The last obligation that I have is I've made a commitment to whatever I put myself into to be the best that I am with it. Therefore, the best wife, the best citizen, the best leader, the best coach. That's just the commitment that I made to myself. But let's talk about to what extent... Are you going to put in the line if something is going to take away from your moral and legal obligation for those things that you have already stated? Because I would say that that's when guilt comes into play. Guilt is when you've been told that you you failed at an obligation. No, guilt is when you have failed at an obligation. Sorry, when, when you when you're failed at an obligation. When you have not fulfilled. An but, obligation. But you get to decide. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I have some questions. All right. And I was waiting for you to finish your thought, but I think you're going to roll into this because I, right. I, I want to ask. Okay. I love questions. This is how we get to know you. And questions also create thought. If you haven't heard or if you haven't thought about the answer to the question ever prior. 
So now if guilt is failing to fulfill an obligation legally or morally, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who chooses the obligations? Legally, the government or the state chooses the legal obligations, right? Hey. To obey the law, you know, the speed limit, don't kill people, don't steal things, you know, the law. In which case, if you fail to fulfill the law, then you are considered guilty. So if somebody were to take you to court, you got a speeding ticket, you have to show up and appear. And if you're proven that you failed to fulfill the law, which is to not surpass the speed limit, then you are considered guilty. Okay. That's different. It's a different feeling because it is an obligation created by somebody else that is known. You've agreed to it when you got your driver's license. You said, I know I got to go to the speed limit and you make a choice to not whatever, right? It's very black and white. Now, who chooses your moral obligations? Like who's in charge of that? I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's some like, you know, there should be some unspoken moral standards, but I only see life through my lens and I do my best to be able to see life through others' lenses. But the reality is I will only ever live my life. So morally, I am the captain of my compass, my moral compass. And there's an unspoken right and wrong, right? Like when you walk past somebody on the street, don't push them over and then push their face into the ground or something like obvious things that are like right and wrong. But then like who chooses the obligation? You have to do this or you have to do that. Like a morally right and wrong is different than an obligation. You have to fulfill something. One is a standard by which you live. The other is something you do or don't do that is your choice. Sarit has a moral obligation to take care of herself, take care of her team, lead her clients to success, be the best wife, be the best citizen, coach, leader. Those things, who chose those? She chose the obligation. When she wanted to have dogs, she made herself morally obligated to take care of them, keep them alive, feed them, love them, give them a good life. She committed herself to that. It's a duty or commitment was the second part of that, a duty or a commitment. Mm-hmm. When we started this business, we created a moral obligation, a duty or a commitment to get our clients success, to get ourselves success, and to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, lifestyle, financial habits that have transformed ours. We have a moral obligation. We created it. We are the owners of that. So who is then the only person that can rightfully, rightfully being the key word, make you feel guilty for an obligation or a duty that you chose? Who's the only one who has the right to make you feel guilty for that? Yourself, because you chose it. You chose it. So somebody else might have an idea of how they think you should live life and what they think that you should do and where they think you should live or how many kids you should have or how you should treat your mom or they think that you should do something. And if you don't, 
they make you feel guilty. They do not have the rights to those feelings in you because you did not choose it. You did not choose the obligation. It is not your chosen duty or responsibility. Now, if you have kids, you chose to have kids. You have an obligation to take care of kids or get them in the hands of somebody who can, right? Tammy Bell said something really good, and this is where things get complicated. Not everyone agrees on what moral is is moral on what. And I believe that this is where things can get complicated because what may be a moral. I want to look these up, actually. There's because Crystal said something amazing, too. And thank you guys for contributing to this conversation, because I feel like I'm learning also, which which is amazing. Is moral the right word? Concerned with the principles of right and wrong behavior and the goodness or badness of human character. So the moral is conduct. Yeah. Conduct is a better word. Not like. uh, Okay. So go back. So not everyone agrees on whether your conduct is right or wrong even though you might be feeling a duty and obligation. So this is where things can get gray and things can get messy. This is true. And, you know, you guys, um, especially in our inner circle program, we go very deep with regards to all things environment. But truthfully, you guys, this is the importance of auditing your environment. Because if, let's say, you have a code of conduct, you know, that... This is how you make your decisions. This is how you live your life. This is how you form your habits. And let's say you have a person in your life who does not agree with that code of conduct. Do you think that that person is going to help you to fulfill whatever goal you're trying to accomplish? Yes or no? The answer is no. So like, for example, okay, let's say you're like, all right, like I'm going to like take care of myself. I'm going to eat only clean foods, blah, 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 blah. Now, let's say there's one person in your family who's like, but the family tradition is every Friday to get pizza and drink wine. It's been a family tradition for 30 years. Now, let's say you have added to your code of conduct that no longer will you put anything in your body that doesn't serve you. Now, I'm not saying that pizza or wine is the case. I'm just set setting an example you've created a moral standard yeah so let's say that is your standard and it's been a family tradition for 30 years that every friday at 6 p.m you get your pizza delivered from luigi's pizza or whatever you want to call it and you drink you know whatever wine and you you recap on your week and you're like no longer do i choose did you ever recap on your week while eating pizza no, hell no. I don't think that's a combination that happens often. <laughs> um, no longer. So let's say you're like, no longer do I choose to participate in such an activity because it does, it does not fit in alignment with my, with my moral code of conduct. Now, what if your family now then throws on you the fact that you are, it is your obligation to appear at that pizza um, dinner. Pizza dinner that has been a tradition for 30 years. And, you know, like you're disrespecting the family. And yeah, and the tradition that, you know, like Uncle Luigi has set like 30 years ago that has made the family the way that it is today. Okay. 
I have to step in. Okay. Because this is where Crystal's comment comes in. Okay. Is that guilt or is that shame? So make, like make a good point. Guilt is, I think, our own, it's our own thing. We feel guilty. Shame is, I think, when somebody is making you feel guilty, they are, you know, they're, so I looked up the word shame. Shame is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the conscious of wrong or foolish behavior. But if somebody else does not agree with your moral conduct, because they have a different idea of what you should do or how you should be on a Friday evening. And if they're aggressively expressing that to you, it causes a painful feeling of humiliation or distress by them thinking that you've done the wrong thing. That's more shame. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I guess, you know, we've got to distinguish like what is right and what is wrong and how do I determine that for myself, for my own life? Because what's right for you might not feel like the right thing for somebody else, wherever they're at in their life, you know, and it might not be that either decision or either action is right or wrong. It's just different and is agreed with or disagreed with by one and agreed with or disagreed with by the other. There's right and wrong and there's different. Yeah. The way I tie my shoes is different than the way that Sarit ties her shoes. Who's right? The damn shoes get tied and nobody's tripping over any shoelaces. So which one's right and which one's wrong? Mm-hmm. And also, please, somebody show me the rule book on how to live life under every special circumstance. Okay. I want to play devil's advocate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because- wanna, can we read their comments? I feel like there's so much happening in here. Yes. Just remember our timeline. Okay. Okay. Got it. Women especially can have an overdeveloped sense of responsibility for other people's happiness too, which can create an illegitimate experience of guilt that is not actually, yes. Tammy, I just love you. Tammy, you're awesome. Guilt is based on behavior. Shame is based on taking on an identity of I am that behavior. That is good. I've had a conversation with my mom this year. I had to stop doing the things that make others happy at the cost of my own happiness, Mm -hmm. which is right and which is wrong. Making other people happy so you're unhappy or making yourself happy and other people are unhappy. What's right and what's wrong? Nobody tells you this when you're born. According to these circumstances, you're going to experience at age 32 and four months and 16 days, this is what you're supposed to do. So what if your act of fulfilling your moral obligation hurts the person on the other side? What if... Let's say you've chosen, I will no longer participate on pizza eating and wine drinking on a Friday. And your Aunt Francesca, (laughs) Luigi's wife, told you that this is a 30-year family tradition that you're breaking and you're going to rip, rip apart the roots of your Italian family. If anybody's name is Francesca, we're not talking about you. Just no, I'm just, I'm just thinking of like a, a female Italian name, and I figured Francesca would be the case. So, like, what do you do in a situation like that? Like, where do you move on from here? Hand them the four agreements. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So now, I truly believe that in the culture that we're building, and with the ENS Army, you know, this is a really important conversation because. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you are a person who, you know, 
takes responsibility for things, you know, you can feel as if though you're doing the right thing, because other people could be relying on you, you could be made to feel bad. Now, does that make you a bad person? Does that mean your decision is wrong? Does that make your decision wrong? And how do you move away from that? You know, and here, here is what I truly believe will will hopefully help to solve the problem now what we need to understand that you know like when it comes to humans the superpower that we have is that we're able to speak with one another right communication now the thing with regards to communication is that productive communication is a two-way street okay one person delivers a message the other person reciprocates now if one person delivers a message but it's not being reciprocated then or received or received then we're not having a productive form of communication and, and nothing matters. Nothing matters at that point. So, you know, um, you're just talking to yourself, right? Like all you can hope is that number one, you know, like if you're a person of ownership, a person of responsibility, that the person on the other side, let's say that on Francesca is going to be understanding when you, you know, share with her your code of conduct. However, and your obligation to yourself. Yeah. However, I would also, I want to take it the extra mile. And I feel like if you're really a person of responsibility, even though you can't act in a way that is fully in alignment with the vision that they have for you to, you know, be present with them and eat the pizza and drink the wine and like talk for three hours when in fact, you're like, no, I can only be there for an hour, if anything. Because I got to go to bed at 8 p.m. Because I got to wake up Saturday morning like and the longer, fresh at 5 a.m. to go get my workout in. And the longer the pizza sits in front of my face, the more tempted I am to break my own moral obligation to myself. So what we need to understand is that communication is a two-way street, number one. The second thing that we need to understand is that if you're really a, a, a person of responsibility, you may choose to slightly go out of your way to help the other party understand that they're being acknowledged and that tradition matters to you. However, you're not going to compromise your own core values for the sake of just fulfilling the tradition. You know, I believe that this is a super important conversation. Like, you know, we're all like extremely unique individuals. You know, I'm sure that, you know, Let's say if you're in a um, biracial relationship, you may have had a conversation like that. We talked about it this weekend. If you had to come out because you're either a homosexual to any degree, a bisexual, you know, whichever one of those things that you may have had experienced a conversation like that. It could be because you're now choosing a new path of life because you're really like, you want to take better care of you. You want to transform your body, you want to transform your life. But maybe other people in your life are just not on the same page. But everybody in like you all watching this, you all want to be better. You all want to grow. You all want to evolve in a productive way. And so you're constantly getting new information. And when you get new information, we often take new or different action because now we know something different, right? We've elevated our level of knowledge. So our actions adjust to meet now what we know, what this new information is. And change can be difficult, especially depending on the degree of impact 
of the change. Mm -hmm. So when you're no longer attending Uncle Luigi and Aunt Francesca's Pizza Fridays, yeah, <laughs> it's about the, the communication. And if it is productive and if you are working it out, it's, you know, it's never an attack. I see the world through, uh, I attempt to see from your view. And all I can hope is that you can attempt to also see from my view. And there can be a mutual respect for us wanting to take care of us the way that makes us feel the most fulfilled and happy. Because everybody is in the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. Every single person wants to be happy. That's it. At the end of the day, weight loss, money, success. Some people want fame, cool shoes, a cool car, whatever. Really what we're looking for is happiness at the end of the day. What makes us feel happy? And I have to respect somebody else doing something that makes them happy and be, a, be in agreement with them on that. As long as they're not harming themselves, harming somebody else, I would argue probably that doesn't truly make that person happy because I believe that people really are good. But then there also has to be a respect that I need to do also what makes me feel the most happy. Because when you are your happiest, you are your best self, regardless of circumstances. When you are happiest, it comes from deep in, truly happy, by yourself, without anything, happy. You can sit with yourself all day and actually feel good about it. Nobody else is responsible for your happiness. No physical thing, tangible object is responsible for your happiness. Nobody else's validation or love is responsible for your happiness. It all feels good and it's cool, but the pursuit of certain activities or milestones or achievements you know, the pursuit of those things and achieving those things and evolving as a human being to make ourselves feel happy is like what we all want. And so, you know, the conversation then is about what makes you happy. And I'm going to fully respect that. And I want you to do that. And that can encourage that. If it truly makes you happy, I also would just expect that you would be okay with me doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And for me, that means making some changes. And some of those changes means not attending or being as present for as long at Friday pizza party. And they have to be okay with it. And if they're not, then you have to ask yourself, did I do my best to maintain the tradition? If you didn't, then and you're a person of responsibility, then guess what? Try harder. I'm gonna but read if this you time. but if you have two way street. And this is the last thing I'm gonna read. And we'll Kay. wrap it up because yeah, yeah. this is beautiful. Kay. Tammy, again, coming in hot. My niece asked me, I'm just going to, we're going to cover our faces with this one because it's long. My niece asked me this question last night. How hard do you try with someone before you decide to stop trying? Mm. Wow. My response, brilliant, by the way. You try until you are certain that you oh, yes. have done everything possible to maintain your own integrity, expressed your desire for things to be different, and been very clear about what you need for that to be true and ask them to clarify what they need, then open the door for both parties to change actions that they show you that they heard and they need and they're trying to meet. At that point, if that person does not want to change, if that person does not want to reciprocate, if that person does not want to respect your action and you've done all that you could and maintained your own integrity and done your best to see what they're seeing, and feel like you're still talking to yourself. You can't 
like if somebody doesn't want to change, if somebody doesn't want to be along the, along your ride, along your journey, if they don't like the color of your bus and they choose to get off, that is their choice. But how long will we choose to act in a way that doesn't feel authentically right to us to fulfill somebody else's desire and rob from our own fulfillment and rob from our own happiness? Yep. I don't even know if there's a golden answer, you know what I mean? But it's like, at the end of the day, do your best with what you know. And when you know better, do better. Look, the reason why a lot of people live lost is because they don't have a defined set of values. So like when somebody asks them, do you want pizza? And the other and Linda is like, come on, just try it. You're going to go for it. But if you have a set of core values, you now have a pathway. Yeah. I go for it or I don't. A yellow brick road. And if you don't follow it, you don't Indecision, get it Indecision happens due to lack of understanding. Lack of understanding is due to you not setting a specific set of values to live by. That's why the most successful people will make the most tough decisions in a very short amount of time. Meanwhile, most people will take a month to make a small decision that will literally paralyze them. But sometimes it's like the decision you know you need to make, but because of somebody else's feelings or because of the way that you feel you're going to impact somebody else. Right. Potentially negatively because of their own ideas or their own expectations, you know, it halts us and it freezes us. And I've been there, I've frozen and I've not made decisions. I felt like I wanted to make or needed to make for my own happiness. And I've sacrificed a degree of my own happiness to, please somebody else. And let's be honest, like for the most part, it isn't going to be a a sustainable pleasure for that person either, because they're going to need another hit of it. Mm -hmm. That like, I feel like I'm going into a whole nother topic now, but it's like, let's write it down. I'll talk about it next week. Yeah. um, Yeah. Look, you guys, if you found value from today's conversation, all that we ask is that you please go ahead and share it with somebody else who will find value in it. I feel like This conversation, based on your guys' comments, hit home for a lot of people. So, you know, if we can do anything to, you know, get ourselves around more like-minded people so we won't have to justify ourselves as to why, you know, eating pizza and drink wine for the entire Friday night, every Friday night, is not in alignment with our goals, then damn, we're making this world a better place. And I'm not saying that if this is what you like to do on a Friday night, that that makes you a bad person. Because if, if, yeah, if this is in alignment with who you are and with your core values, like most of Italy, then man, go for it. Okay. But just like we always talk about, it's all about the intention behind that. So we hope that today's conversation gave you guys more clarity with regards to all things as far as intentionality. Go share it with somebody that you love, or maybe go share it to justify why you had to do what you had to do um, <laughs> when the decision was difficult and maybe they don't understand you. All right, you guys, that being that does it for today's conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Tomorrow's Friday. Day. Uh, Danny has dropped the link to ask your questions. If you have questions that you'd like us to answer on a live So drop us into that comment box. Guys, bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff.
And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review, wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Aaron and Sarit. <laughs>